You are now listening to the Life Defined Podcast, the show where we discuss the life-defining moments that we all go through that oftentimes makes us or breaks us. On this show, we always like to remind you that you might be going through all types of hell right now, but glory is on the way. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, 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 here we are once again for another episode of the Life Defined Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ray Watson II, and once again, I've got my beautiful wife here with me for today's show. Hey, it's Alicia. Yeah, so as you guys are aware, uh, this is our first episode in a while. We took the month of September off Mm -hmm. because we were hard at work producing our first ever one-day stage play and marriage conference all rolled into one. And we entitled it Whisper. So on today's episode, we're going to open up and share some of the highlights, the challenges, and some of the biggest lessons that we learned throughout this uh, whole process. And we believe that by the end of this episode, someone listening is going to hear our story and be inspired to believe that no matter how big or daunting your dream or your vision might be, hey, if God is in it and it's for his glory, then it will come to pass as he sees fit. True, true. Getting into this episode, Mm -hmm. I figure let's start at the beginning. And for me, uh, the beginning will be why. Why did we decide to do such a production of this magnitude because it's no simple undertaking i want to just quickly start at the why because i think that's the foundation for why we would even go into something so you know large and daunting yeah we um we talked about this before in the beginning of the series um so if you want to you can go back and listen to the first few episodes of the whisper series but just to kind of sum it up in this episode if it's your first time tuning in we have been doing Uh, whisper as a stage play alone for this was our fourth run of whisper as a stage play and um, because it's it's marriage based it's marriage focused um, our hope is that it like influences marriages and helps people to see themselves in some way on stage through the story we thought that it would be a great idea to actually leave people with some sort of resources and something else to do to apply the information that they got from you know from the story from the stage and so it it had always been our vision to do it in a different way Um, and we've done it many different ways but I think the biggest reason why we did it this way was just being obedient so for me the reason why I wanted to start with the why is because whenever you're doing something that's uh, bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. um, a big dream, a big vision. If your why is rooted in the fact that you're trying to do something to make an impact in this world, be it to impact souls, to impact marriages, if that's the foundation, and ultimately if you're doing it for the glory of God, then it gives a certain level of assurance that what you're doing will come to pass. Mm -hmm. And so I start there because even with all of the obstacles and the challenges and the hurdles that you may face in trying to bring your dream or your vision to pass, if that's your foundation, that ultimately you're doing it for the Lord's glory and you're doing it to impact lives, then the Lord is in that and he will bring it to fruition. And sustain you in the process, really, because... um it's not easy. 
you know, and, and when you're undertaking anything that's, you know, on a bigger scale or something that you've never done before, there's bound to be challenges. There's bound to be um, obstacles and obstructions and, you know, many, many things that go on um, along the way, along the journey. And you would likely be wanting to, you know, throw in the towel, give up, um, wondering why you even started or doing, you know, started doing it or were doing it in the first place, which I can attest to being my experience with the stage play and marriage conference. What kept me going was the why and also that wanting to be obedient to God um, and, and do it for him and for his glory and for his people. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, that's the first thing I would say. And so keep that in mind, because if your if your why is something that's, you know, more superficial, like you're trying to be successful, you're trying to blow up. You're trying to, you know, uh, keep up with the Joneses. Um, if you, mm-hmm. That's all stuff that when you face obstacles and hurdles, you don't have that type of solid foundation that you can fall back on that's going to make sure you make it to the goal, the finish, mm-hmm. except for, again, it being the Lord's will. So as we move forward, we've got a couple um, lessons that we've learned throughout this how long? It was like was seven months. Like seven months? Yeah, it was like seven months. So over this seven-month process. process of putting this together, mm-hmm. uh, we got some some lessons that we want to share with you guys in the hopes that it'll help you um, if you're working on your own visions and dreams um, and whatnot. So the, the, the first thing that I realized, and I didn't realize this uh, originally, was this is two major productions that we were doing at mm-hmm. one time. <laughs> it's the the full stage play and a full conference. conference. And so, yeah, that was the, the first thing that I realized. Because going into this, it sounded good on paper. <laughs> it sounded like a great idea to do a play and a conference. But once you really get into the nitty gritty and you realize how much goes into two full productions. Yeah, yeah. life hits you. Yeah, it, 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 and it's daunting because even though we've done the play before, it's still like every time you do a play, it's still just a big undertaking. We don't, we've never had the exact same cast. Um, so it's Correct. always starting over from scratch with the directing and with the, um, you know, with the casting and <laughs> with the characters and with the work that we're doing with them together, you know. Uh, we have some of the same crew that returns. We had some of the same cast actually from our initial production come back for this one. But still, it's it's still um, a learning curve to get everybody to work well together and to mesh and to understand the purpose of the play and to understand the message and, you know, just the pr- presentation. So that's one part of it, as well as all like the production elements like uh, building the set and blocking and location and all that stuff. And then on the other side was something that we had not done before, which was... Um, a conference. So for our conference, we have four sets of speakers, um, couples who facilitated workshops together. And then we had vendors, we had (laughs) breakfast, we had snacks, we had lunch, we had um, a dessert bar, (laughs) a dessert bar. We had a performer during the play that wasn't actually a part of the play, but it was a part of the play. So yeah, we had we had stations and things. We had, you know, and anytime you're doing a conference, you're thinking about sponsors, you're doing marketing, mm. you're doing. So there was a lot of things that we had to consider that we had not considered before we decided to take this on. Um, and this is something that we have on 
our vision board for this year, actually. So we could check that off. But when we started, we, we made that vision board at Christmas in Atlanta with my aunt. Laura um, and she like just graciously whipped out some canvases and a whole bunch of magazines and, and was we like, got to work and we got to work and it was on it's on my vision board actually and we just decided that we were going to do it this year and I, I mean I really felt like we were led to do it because I, I know from the start because of everything that I have going on that I knew that this undertaking would still be large even though I didn't know exactly what it would entail and that it would have to be God's God's doing like his hand had to be on it he had to guide every part of it he had to make everything work and he absolutely did that but yeah it was, it was a lot it was <laughs> it was a lot yeah yeah so looking back um in hindsight what mm -hmm. were some of your biggest highlights from the event wow um so from the event the actual day because for me <laughs> the day of and the days leading up to are two different like experiences totally <laughs> for me <laughs> So the day of, I can say, um, one, one thing that I actually took away that I hadn't really considered in the first place was that just how many people would be so well receiving of it. You know what I mean? How well received it was by people. Just we even during the, the event, we just got so many people that came up to, to me or you to say how wonderful everything was, how excellent it was, how blessed they were, how the experience was just really like amazing to them and it was just a vision coming together that I didn't even realize the extent of that vision until it was all the way together that I was even taken aback for, by how well everything just came together how everybody was just on board to make it the best that it could be you know we had some just writers with us they were just I mean what do you need and at it, you know, and, and we didn't have to ask, we didn't have to, I mean, it just, it was crazy, the amount of people that just came and, and, and gave their services, or just, you know, came to be a part of it, volunteered, that offered encouragement, so I guess, to answer your question, the, the thing that surprised me most was just the support, um, it was so, so, so much support, and then secondly, there's an opportunity for me to learn to delegate better, hmm. Um, and I'm a person who typically does things on my own. I'm okay to be a you know a lone wolf, a lone ranger, and uh, get things done. And so when people, when we realized that we couldn't do it on our own, the amount of people that just showed up um, and the amount of people that were willing to attach themselves to the playing conference for me was just kind of like, wow, you know, this is so amazing. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I'm always like just humbled by the people that support us. But on the flip side of that, what I hadn't anticipated was the amount of people that would come up to us and say, thank you for being obedient and giving us the opportunity to be a part of this. I just hadn't viewed it as an opportunity for others as much as, a, you know, people in support of us. But for me, that that line right there uh, reminded me of the importance of being obedient to doing things that God has for you to do because it offers spaces for people to live out their excellence and be obedient to what God has mm -hmm. for them to do you know from the sessions that we had where I was blown away by the preparedness of our speakers like they just came in and they like had their own styles their own you know setups their own everything like mm -hmm. we really didn't have a hand we didn't guide them we didn't do we just we trusted them to know exactly what they were going to do and what they wanted to do and we trusted that what we knew of them would be 
enough that that they would just jive well with what we were trying to present through the play and the conference and they absolutely did and I just didn't I, I saw it more so as like them lending their space or their time and their you know their their knowledge and their experience to us um, but what I didn't see it as at first was us creating a space for them and mm. so for me it was rewarding but more so like a okay God I see you because I feel like you know, sometimes you think that the things that you're doing that are uncomfortable, that are hard, that are not fun, but that are big undertakings are about you. But they're really not about you mm. all the time. Like none of this was about us. And I made sure to reiterate that in our social media on Whisper and to say that because it's not like a Raymond and Alicia Watson presents this thing because we wanted to. It's really because God told us to and because we had a heart for marriages um, and a heart for seeing families thrive and flourish. But what I didn't see in doing this was, you know, how the obedience to that would offer spaces for other people to really flourish in their own gifts and their own messages and their own, you know, building up of kingdom and cu kingdom couples and, you know, providing space for that. And so I'm still very, very thankful that people were available and willing to attach themselves. But I'm also, you know, grateful that God told us to make the space. You know. So for me, my greatest highlights were truly seeing the hand of God and the favor of God moving in our midst. Mm -hmm. For any of our listeners, if you've ever done a production yourself, if you're a playwright, a director, a producer, especially for the, the producers out there, mm -hmm. you know what goes into putting you know, a full production on, you know, from building to rehearsal space to casting mm -hmm. all of the money and just everything that goes into putting up a production we could not have had the success that we had with this production if it were not for the hand of God being with us I was um, speechless at one point because in the days leading up to the production it was just so much that still needed to be done and I was at sort of at a loss because it had gotten to the point where I needed to get our set built and due to schedule challenges and some issues in the midnight hour I was trying to find someone that could come through and put up this set and when I say the midnight hour, I mean mm -hmm. the midnight hour. <laughs> a couple of days before, here I am at, you know, one thirty in the morning watching YouTube videos on how to build flats and how to build a set mm -hmm. with no experience. And I was going to try and make it work. But lo and behold, the day before, I thought about an old friend of mine from Howard. And I called him up and... All he said to me was, Ray, just tell me what you need. Mm -hmm. Tell me what time you need me and where you need me, and I'm there. And that broke me. I was speechless because that had to have been God. Yeah. That the day before, this guy that I hadn't talked to in over a decade, I call him up. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's still in the area, still working in theater, and all he said to me is, Ray, tell me what you need and where you need me, and I'm there. Amazing. And then I think that same day or the day of, um, yeah, the day before, 
I found another guy that could come and build the frames for our doors, which was another thing that I couldn't do myself. It's stuff like that that you can't buy. Mm -mm. You can't pay for that type of favor and that type of opportunity. And then we had a dear sister from our church. I won't mention her name. She doesn't like for us to mention her name. (laughs) But she just wanted to come and just help in some capacity. And so she set up this breakfast bar that was the perfect way for people to come in and get some refreshments and get some breakfast to start their day. It just set the tone for the event. It was just. We didn't ask her to do it. She just had a heart to to say, I see what you guys are doing. I want to help, which is crazy because it's is that it's just that you know what I mean. It's just you don't realize who's gonna be on board until you start moving, until your train starts moving. You don't really realize who's gonna be able to come on board. They don't. wait, wait, say that again because <laughs> I, I think somebody out there <laughs> needs to hear that. I'm just saying until your train starts moving, you don't you don't know who's gonna be available to hop on board. You know, mm. but when you start to I hope y'all hearing that move towards the thing that God wants you to do. Then people, again, we're back to the opportunities. You're offering people an opportunity to do what they do best. She didn't want any recognition, but it just, it served her heart well to serve, you know, and we had so many people positioned um, by God to serve in their, like in their strengths. I mean, from, you know, our event planner to, you know, um, doable, you did the, uh, the photo booth designs, the, our our set designer set stylist i mean um her her eye was amazing like crazy um evolution home with their furniture just yeah, this was the most beautiful set we have ever had man. for one of our plays it was so on point cuz it's i mean when you think about thanks to evolution home absolutely uh, market ready staging solutions um same company uh, two different branches of it. Um, when you think about our characters and how we wanted them and their lifestyle conveyed, I don't think we could have done it in a better way. Like I'm pretty good. I'm good with like home decor, you know, but I couldn't have done that. No, we couldn't, uh, not, <laughs> could, not on our budget. <laughs> no, not on our budget, but not even with my eye. Cause yeah. like what Kat came in and did and what she saw was just, like amazing and with the colors and bringing everything in it was just it was a mood you know um someone came in on friday while we were setting up and they were just taken aback like wow i didn't expect that and i think it was a lot of that throughout the whole day a lot of people didn't know what to expect but they didn't expect that Mm. like i didn't expect that like as i walked through and I saw all the spaces and the things where I was constantly surprised. Like I'm about to cry. Like I was constantly surprised by like the the magnitude of like excellence, yeah. which is the word that just kept coming up. Like this is excellent. It was excellent. It was just well thought out. The details and everything was just really really good. And I'm just I'm very proud to have been a part of it. You know, I'm proud of what we were able to do. I'm proud of how God was able to move through us and through all the people that he brought around us to accomplish the mission of that day, you know, of the event, which I think we did. Yeah. So uh, before we move on to our next point, the last thing I want to say here is for any of our listeners, if you're sort of standing in that train station, standing with fear about this um, challenge that's ahead of you, again, whether it's a dream Mm -hmm. or vision or an idea 
don't let that fear keep you in the train station if God is saying go. Because um, like when God told Abraham to go, he said, go, and then I will show you where I'm taking you. Yeah. But if you never take that first step, even scared, if you never walk out, you'll never see God moving in the midst. If we didn't take this step of faith, we wouldn't have seen God come through with the set builder and the, the guy that helped me build the doors and um, the young lady from the church to come through. And so mm -hmm. we wouldn't have seen all of these things fall into place had we not been obedient, had we not moved, even scared, yeah. even, you know, uncertain at times. So let that be, you know, a challenge to all of you all out there listening. So even if you're scared, do it scared. Mm -hmm. Do it uncomfortable because otherwise you won't see God moving in your life the way he will. Yeah. And let the church say amen. Amen. <laughs> Um, and I say, do it scared and keep doing it because it, I mean, once you, once you strike on that first step, it doesn't mean like all fear disappears. It means that you have opportunities to overcome that fear and continue on when it gets challenging, when it gets uncertain. Um, it's, it's a, it's opportunities to, to constantly just keep overcoming those, those fears that arise. Um, when I said that, it was a different experience for the actual day of the event and leading up to event. That was one of my main issues <laughs> was dealing with the fear. And I think. So it, was that one of your biggest challenges leading up to? Yeah. Fear? One of it, and it wasn't even fear of like everything going on. Um, it was just, it was, it was fear of people, which I think, for me, like midway through got in the way. Like I started out one way in my faith with the event and then it, the faith fell off in a way. And I said, like, I always, from the beginning, I thought, you know, God, this is your event. If it's going to happen, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to uh, make things come together. You're going to have to finance it. You're going to have to do everything for it. And he absolutely did that. Um, but in one area that I felt, some kind of way about um, was just in the whole like ticket sales uh, area. I just really felt um, that there just should have been a whole lot more. <laughs> um, and I think that what he used the event to do was to work out things within me because that's usually what he does. He mm -hmm. takes something challenging and um, he works out character and personality flaws, I'd say. Shortcomings. Shortcomings, issues. issues. Mm -hmm. You know, things within you, things that he wants you, he points it out because otherwise you're not going to have an opportunity to see those things about yourself. And grow. Yeah, and grow unless you go through this challenging thing that allows that to uh, rise up. And so for me, um, what I was seeing was that um, for for myself, <laughs> for me, what I was seeing was that I was equating like a lack of ticket sales to a lack of support. But at every turn... Um, he was showing me people mm. who mm -hmm. were absolutely supporting. So I'll be like, oh, all these tickets aren't selling out. And then somebody will call me up and be like, hey, I just want to donate like $300 just to support you guys. And so it was like a fight. It became a fight between me and God because I had faith that he could do it. But I wanted him to do it my way. Mm. 
and he just refused <laughs> to mm. do it my way. That's a word right there. Yeah, and it I mean it was it was a growing experience for me because all the way up until the day of like I had this this faith that okay God you're going to bring the people. Okay God, you're going to do this, you're going to do that because in my mind success equated to selling out. You know, I'm in social media a lot. I'm on social media a lot. And I try to get off of it because it just, it plays in my emotions. I'll be honest. And what I do is look around and I see all these events and people doing things and things selling out. And I'm like, but, 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 you know, and at the same time, I had, you know, things in my mind about, you know, support and friendships and things. And God was taking that as an opportunity to really show me that I really did have support and I really did have friends. But in my mind, like, no, the marker of this would be selling this event out. And so while I'm looking for all these, you know, ticket sales and things, I have people calling and donating money, calling and donating time, calling and and um, just telling us reasons why they can't be there, which I have to say it, it convicted me in the way that I handle people and the things that they do because I just thought that was very, very kind of people to say, hey, we want you to know we can't be there because, you know, A, it costs too much or B, you know, this had this is going on or C, like we, we just can't make it or we have prior engagements. But we want you to know that we can't be there um, and why we can't be there we, because yeah. we love you and we support you. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, wow, that's really amazing. I felt like I was handled very well in that. But at the same time, <laughs> I have like this negative you know, energy and well, not energy, but you know, the enemy in my head or, you know, my, my sinful nature rising up to tell me, you know, lies about the lack of support that we have when everything about this day leading up to the day points to the fact that we were so very well supported in this mission in this day and in, in this event. And so, you know, there were, there were several times where I had to, I found myself fighting with God <laughs> which is crazy now in hindsight and retrospect is like, are you silly, silly girl? Uh, like you were really like literally fighting, literally having panic attacks, you know, the Monday before, because, you know, I was so frustrated with the way that things were going, you know, and, and wanting my will to be the way that God came through, mm. you know, and what he broke down within me was that like his way is better. You know, and that there are different levels of faith that I didn't realize that I had. Like, I have faith that he could do it, but I didn't have faith that his way of doing it would be the best way. Mm. You know, and when I got to the day of, I saw exactly why he did it the way that he did. When I stood up on stage and I addressed the crowd, you know, because it wasn't empty. You know, it just wasn't sold out like I wanted it to be, you know. But I addressed the crowd and I could see the faces and there were friends and there were people that were kind, you know, kind. Even if I didn't know them, I could feel their kind love, you know, and their excitement to be there, you know, and I, I could feel that. And I was like, wow, this is exactly what I need. You know, what I mean, this is how I am. I'm an introvert. I like small, intimate things. I like, you know, to be in spaces where we can really get transparent and deep and, and feel comfortable. You know, I don't like huge crowds and conventions of people and, mm. you know, all these That's things true. that I was brought to, like, the remembrance of who I am, um, apart from, like, what I was seeing and what, what success meant to me for this event. But this event was absolutely successful in the way that he wanted it to be successful. And mm. I absolutely saw that. My dad, our parents came down. They drove down from Michigan, and they kept our kids all day, my, my parents and your mom. 
um, came down and they kept our kids all day. But even before that, I was expressing my frustrations with him, you know, the week leading to, and he said, no, I can't, you know, be that way. I can't think that way and to focus my attention on the people that were showing up and to make the best experience that I could for them. And I didn't really, I, I, okay, all right. Yeah. You right to him (laughs) all the way up until the day of, and that's when that switch really switched for me. And I was like, all right, who's here and how can we make this just the most wonderful, beautiful experience for these people? Because if I focus on who didn't show up for whatever reason, um, then I'm only gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna short them of and you'll this miss the, the blessing. Yeah, I miss the blessing in it. And then I'll I'll short them of the experience of of what we what we were doing it for, mm-hmm. you know. Um And then in <laughs> hindsight I think maybe God saw that we couldn't really manage that sold out because we, we were aiming for hundred and sixty people. Mm-hmm. And so maybe God saw that hundred and sixty would have been a little overwhelming for us to manage with what we had yeah but with this first one under our belt maybe the next time we will see something closer to that 160 oh, i have no doubt we where will. we've seen how it goes this first mm-hmm. time we've worked out you know all the kinks and whatnot so we'd be you know better prepared for the next time when we uh, whenever that is yeah. Uh, to see that something closer to that 160 possibly. Yeah. And if we don't, then I'm fine. Like I, what I learned, <laughs> cause I'm like, I got beat down during this experience. But what I learned is that will be great. But if it's not, but even if he doesn't, he's still God. And I know that, you know, whatever amount of people is there is supposed to be there and they're supposed to get what they're supposed to get. You know, we had so much support, like so many people, there on that day that weren't even just you know physical support or you know who weren't you know just there to do stuff physically we had people that were there on our team spiritually that walk with us you know and so I had a lot of people praying and sending me texts throughout the day and one thing that um, someone sent to me was that you know one marriage can save a million and she further explained it later that you know it's not necessarily even our one marriage but it could have been one marriage that was there that got that got something out of the event that could go on and save a million marriages Mm -hmm. like we're doing what we do for an audience of one period and that one is God and so it doesn't matter the amount of people that were there because ultimately like Gideon you know if 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 we could do it with you know 10,000 20,000 then who would get the glory you know, but if we just did it, regardless of who was there, he could get the glory. Yeah. And he absolutely like nothing but glory f- flowed from my lips. From the time I left that place, I cried <laughs> and I cried for maybe an hour and a half later. Like I just cried because of what he did that day. And I was so taken aback and blown away by what he did that day um, and what he did in me um, through just the whole experience. Like I totally got it after that even though it was hard for me to trust before, you know, and I'm just thankful for it. Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of the lessons that we learned uh, throughout this whole process. Mm-hmm. For me, I think the first lesson I learned is the importance of having a team around you. Oh, yeah. Helping you throughout this entire process, especially in that, you know, early planning phase. Oh, yeah. That's my first lesson. Yeah, get you some people around you that know what they're doing. <laughs> I think that, like I said, I'm, I'm a person that can do 
a lot of things. And for that reason, I don't like to burden other people with things that I think that I can do. But um, like you said, with the with the building of the walls, yeah, we got YouTube. But like even when he came in, he was building the walls and noticed that, okay, we can't do this because it might tip over on people, you know. And so you need to go get this, that, this, that so we can make this safe so we can do this right. You know, and it's that level of expertise on the fly. Ready, yeah, right yeah. there because he has that experience that allowing him to work in his gifting and in his expertise um, took that space, took that that risk off of our backs. And it also just brought in a, a level of knowledge that you would not have had had you just watched some YouTube videos and got that one skill down on the other. Uh, an, another thing is like um, Kim, our event planner, just because she has a wealth of experience over 20 some years of of experience in event planning. It was things that she knew to do, knew to ask, knew timelines for, um, had us, <laughs> had us under, cause I'm a, I'm a type, type B with type A tendencies. So I have a t- tendency to like be a little late with things sometimes. And or, she was on it. She was on <laughs> She was on top me, of me. You know? <laughs> she was on top of me. And I need that. You know, I need someone like texting me and calling me and emailing me like, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you? Okay, I'm gonna do it. You know, and I did it and it got done. And, and like having her there just made it less stressful, even though I was stressed, you know, and just that, that extra set of like, because it was a lot wisdom. off of our shoulders. Absolutely. That we didn't have to handle. Absolutely. We couldn't have done this without just all the help that we had. It was so, so many people, even down to Brandon, like doing the soundtrack for the show. Um, that's something that we would do in the past. Like we like this song, we like that song, but to have someone to, to be thoughtful and who knew music and who, um, understood like musicality and then doing the tra- soundtrack just made it, gave it so much more body to that message, you know, uh, Mr. E and Aaron with the lighting and the sound, like those things are just, they're like invaluable because we just we don't have that experience we can have some experience but we don't have that experience to make a whole thing excellent you have to fill it with excellent people you know what i mean and while we are excellent in what we do we're not excellent in everything that would go into this right and so um i think that that was major for us having just a full team of people and even people that jumped in, like Stelina jumped in as backstage manager. And, and you, like you wouldn't have known. She had never backstage. Tanya the I same way. You would, I wouldn't have known that Tanya hadn't stage managed before. It's just the way the guy set people up. It's not even like like from the people that had tons of experience to the people that was just like, let's first go. Time. Let's get it. <laughs> but it was like first time, but it was like, let's get it. Let's yeah. do it. And they were like all the way in, I think. You know what I mean? Like and Crystal is just she's my right hand, like for everything. Like she is just she is like, let's get it for real. And so, you know, everything that we need, like, she's there. What you need, sis, I got you. You know, from just, like, knowing me. Like, you need some coffee, don't you? I'm going to go get some coffee. <laughs> and then coming back, like, your coffee over there in the corner. Go drink Aww, it at your leisure. Yeah, yeah. Because she knows me. So it's, it's good to just have have a team around you just to to help, you know, hold you up when you're undertaking something like that, you know. I'm, that that's a major lesson that I learned too, because like I said, I'm a lone wolf and I like to do things on my own and not bother people. Um, which again goes to that like humility of being like, oh, it's bothersome. But again, allowing people to operate in their giftings too, you know, by by not bothering them, but like offering an opportunity. So sometimes, so if you're like me, maybe that's a lesson. If you're like me and you feel like, oh, I don't want to ask this person for this or that. 
you don't realize that you are stopping them from being able to serve or being mm. able to operate in a gifting that they have. Right. That it would be a blessing if you offered them the space to do something that they love to do um, and that it's not actually an inconvenience for them, you know. And if you don't ask, then you won't know. Right. Um, and that could be for anything. That could be for helping you with your children, <laughs> to helping you with your household, to, you know, cooking some meals here and there. Like, people want to help. People want to be um, around. People want to support. People want to operate in their own giftings. And if you allow them to do that, you're actually being a blessing to them, not necessarily a burden. Uh, and you'll see it by the way that they serve. You'll know. If you're being a burden to someone, you'll know. But if it's blessing them to be able to do the thing they love to do, you'll know that too. Um, another lesson for me mm-hmm. is, especially if we do this again, mm-hmm. and I've been joking with people as they say, so when y'all going to do it again? Because we got nothing but great feedback. Yeah. And a lot of the comments I got was, so when y'all going to do it again? And I would jokingly say, when the heavens open <laughs> and I hear the audible voice of God in full power saying, Raymond, do it again. <laughs> that's when I would do it again. And I joke about it, but realistically, we would love to do it again Yeah, as soon as next year. But the lesson would for me is securing as much uh, funding as I can before we even start running. Mm. So... Even now, before we really start planning and before we even get into casting and looking at venues, before any of that gets into the works, I would love to start securing some funding to nail some stuff down ahead of time. Like, so yeah, that's one of my lessons. I can agree with that. I think it's it makes it a lot stress less stressful trying to do it while we're up and going. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because it's you don't realize how much stuff you have to do. And on top of this, we also have two kids. I have a whole business. You have a whole job. I do you have know? a whole job. <laughs> you got a whole job. <laughs> um, I'm writing a whole book. Um, we have whole other extended families. You know, our kids have a full social calendar. You know, it's a lot of other things that are going on with us. And so um, if you can plan it and extend it, I think that would be another thing to maybe extend it out a little bit more. I think, I mean, seven months was, was pretty good time frame is just really just getting more stuff done in that beginning time than at the end, you know, and just really thinking through. So having very good organization and like you said, securing those finances, there's grants out there, there's sponsors, there's merch that we could be selling. There's all kinds of things that we could be doing to secure funding before this. So it doesn't become a burden for us or anybody else. And then also like I'm of the mindset of paying artists. I'm an artist, (laughs) you're an artist. And it's always been my goal that anything that we go, we do going forward, that we be able to fund it fully and pay people for their time and their, you know, their their gifts and their talents because I like to be paid for my time and gifts yeah, and talents yeah, too, sure. you know. And and I, I absolutely appreciate people that support and they want to support and they just want to volunteer and they just want to donate. Of course, that's 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 accepted, that's received. I'm I'm blessed and and happy with that. But again, I'm if I'm able to. I want to pay actors. I want to pay, you know, staff. I want to pay crew. I want to pay everybody because I believe that if they're attaching themselves to us and they're working for, I think that people should be paid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So shameless plug. If you'd like to be a sponsor (laughs) of such an event where 
you know, like we said, the goal is to impact marriages and to save families. If you're interested in being a partner with us in that, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we'll give you all that information at the end. So do you have a lesson that you learned that hasn't been mentioned already from your side of things? No, I don't. I think we I think all the lessons that we've talked about so far are ones that I think are very just don't be afraid to, to do things. Do big things. Do things that you haven't done before. Do things that seem overwhelming to do. I know it always seems like there should be a perfect time to do something, but mm. I don't think there's ever really a perfect time to do something. Our kids are let un- are under 10 years old. We still we have all kinds of things going on. There were vacations we wanted to take. There were, you know, we have stuff <laughs> that that was happening. We had a crazy amount of spiritual warfare that occurred while we were preparing for the play within our personal lives, our house, lots of things that were happening. But even then, it's just if, you, if you're if you dead set on doing something, just don't be deterred. Just know that if you're under attack, then there's a reason why you're under attack, that there's something powerful probably brewing and that um, you should just continue at it. Get you a support system around you that will encourage you. Yep, yep, I have yep. a whole therapist. She was one of our, uh, <laughs> she and her husband, Mark, Trina, Trina Goff and Mark Goff. They were um, one of our session uh, leaders and she's also my therapist. And so I had a session with her in the midst of it because I needed, because I needed mental support um, because of what I was feeling and going through and the attacks I was under in the battlefield of my mind and she helped straighten me out i have friends that are strong um spiritually we pray together they were praying for me you know it's it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy but you're going to grow and it's going to be worth it so if there's something that you're supposed to be doing stop putting it off until the right time stop putting it off until you feel prepared and just do it walk through it Um, get what you're supposed to get out of it make those opportunities for people through your obedience Um, accomplish the mission it's not about you that's the biggest lesson that I got out of it it's not about me it's not about me looking good it's not about me selling out it's not about me being successful it's not at all about me none of this is about me it's not about us it's about other people And if you can allow that to drive you to do what you're supposed to do, then you'll be better for it. And um, that thing will get done. And then you can move on to the next thing after you take some time to just relish and praise and And woosah woosah, um, in, in the glory of God of what he made happen, you know? Yeah. So, guys, um, I hope you guys have been um, inspired as well as entertained um, in today's episode. I don't know about you, but I heard quite a few gems that we dropped in this one. I really enjoyed today's episode. So once again, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Life Defined Podcast. As usual, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Life Defined Podcast. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Ray Watson the second and for my wife and family <laughs> you can find me at um, AllieWatsonMedia.com. you can find us at WatsonClanProductions.com. 
I'm on Instagram at Allie Watson Media, Facebook at Allie Watson Media. We're on Instagram at The Watson Clan. And if you want to keep um, in the loop about Whisper and see the updates and just stay tuned for the next time because we're thinking Whisper 2020, but we don't know yet. Um, you can go to Instagram at Whisper underscore Stage Play, Facebook at Whisper Stage Play. Yep. So if y'all want to help us make that happen, then uh, catch up with us at any of those social media sites. Well, guys, thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye.